Yeah, well, you know, I'll tell you, we're trying to hang on to just, you know, not letting it go away altogether, you know, because it, it, it was special. It was really a magical time, I think, you know. I, I mean, I look back at some of the best concerts I saw. I mean, I remember Cheap Trick came out with their Heaven Tonight record and they came through town and it was Pat Travers, UFO and Cheap Trick on the same bill, you know. And uh, wow, you know, that that to, to me, I think, is one one of my favorite concerts, along with uh, Angel and the Gods. Um, that that was a big influence too back in the day, and uh, um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. It, it, was it a simpler time? I don't know. Do we over romanticize the past? I don't know, you know. But uh, it, it to me, it was it was it was a feel good time, and I, I just uh, love the idea that you know, with some of this music, hopefully, we can take people back like a little time machine, you know, and uh, take you back to that time where you just you know, sing along, throw your fist in the air, and rock and roll. And, uh, and and take you away from you know, your troubles or your cares of the day. And, and uh, that's what we're trying to do with this. Listen to the Vibes. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Listen to the Vibes. And I'm very excited and very happy to welcome Steve O'Jane from the band Initial Kick. You got a pretty good discography going, so talk a little bit about that. Oh, thanks. Well, you know, the, this this album um, that we just put out, uh, just came out October 6th, uh, we're, we're real proud of, and um, it, it's it took us a while to get these songs sounding the way we wanted, you know? So, uh, you know, we, we kind of took our time on it, but, um, we finally got them where they're, uh, uh, they're, they're, they're good representations of what we want to hear in the songs. And, uh, we're just, we're just real proud of that. So, uh, uh, the new initial kick album plays with Mercury. That's, uh, that's what we're real psyched about right now. And how many different bands have you been in? Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> Probably like 20. I don't know. I mean, you know, if, if you're going back to like, you know, teenage years and all that, you know, like, yeah. Um, I was uh, born and raised in upstate New York, you know, and uh, around the Hudson Valley, around Poughkeepsie, Newburgh area. And uh, it was, was just in a bunch of bands in my formative years up there and cut my teeth on all the uh, rock and roll of the late 70s and early 80s. And um, probably the most fun or, or the most noteworthy up there was uh, Wasted Angel. And that was a lot of fun. I was in them for four years and uh, we were kind of like the local party band in in the area up there. And uh, then I moved to L.A. for a while. I was playing with Sammy Sirius from the Zeros and to the curb. And um, then I moved back to the East Coast. And uh, Frankie and I, we met up uh, around 2006 um, in uh, a band called Sweden Has the Bomb. And we played around Philadelphia area for a while. And and that was a whole lot of fun. And that was the beginning of... um, you know, what would ultimately uh, turn into uh, what is now Initial Kick. You were in Angel, right? Yep. What was it like stepping into that band? Whew. Wow. It was, uh, well, I've, I've been playing with Punky for six years. And, uh, you know, Punky was a hero of mine, you know, like always. Uh, when I, was, I had all the albums when I was a kid, when I was living in Poughkeepsie, New York, as a, as a teenager, you know, Angel came through. I saw the White Hot Tour. I saw the... Uh, uh, the sinful tour and, um, 
so it, it, it was really an interesting. I was I was actually performing an initial kick when when I joined Angel, and then I had to like put initial kick on the back burner for a while. Um, but uh, to get to go out there and play all those songs that I love, all those Angel tunes that I love with you know Frank Domino and Punky Meadows and the rest of the band and the guys are all great you know uh, it's it's really been uh, a really fun time uh, we got to travel all over the world and you know play places I never would have played before and uh, it, it was a whole lot of fun definitely probably the coolest uh rock band logo on the planet you know <laughs> yeah that was made by a fan wasn't it yeah I, I think if if I remember the story right, it's a, I think it's called an ambigram when you can take something and flip it and it's it's the same, you know. Um, yeah, I, I think the story was the first version was like, you know, slipped to somebody on like like a napkin practically, you know, that kind of thing, you know. And uh, and uh, I, I think Frank said, yeah, that was that's uh, that, that's pretty pretty awesome. We should run with it, and they did. And and then yeah, probably the best rock and roll logo ever created. I think. Where did you come up with the name Initial Kick? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that, that's kind of a, a funny story. Well, uh, my partner in crime, Frankie Schaefer, and me, we were going back and forth. My guitar player, Frankie, we were going back and forth for a long time and, and we couldn't decide on on one. It was like every name he came up with, I wasn't really digging it. Every name I came up with, he wasn't really digging it. And we were in conversation one day. I just said, um, you know, something about, you know, you know, that initial kick you get when you first do something or whatever. And I was like, hey, initially, that's that's not a bad idea, you know. And, and we looked at each other for a second. And we were like, done. Great. You know, because it, it had taken us so long to get to that point. You know, we were like, so it was it was more like it was, it was just a name that that we mutually didn't hate, you know. <laughs> and so that wound up being the one that was uh, that's what we went with. But uh, yeah, I mean, we, we like it because it's kind of like you can. You can read into it whatever you want, but on on a number of different levels, right? But uh, um, for me, it kind of it it does sort of represent that almost what you described before about taking you back to your you know those first experiences in life that really leave an indelible impression in your psyche. You know that uh, you know those first experiences, those first times for everything in life. You know, and and most of those you know tend to be in your younger years. You know your teenage years and early 20s so um and when, when i think of initial kick that that's kind of a nice representation of what we're trying to do with the music and uh and uh and represents the, that vibe you know do you do the songwriting uh most of it yeah um yes yeah, so i some of some of these songs actually go way back i, I mean uh God, I was, I was trying to think of it the other day and like the, the, the verse lyrics for, uh, me and rock and roll, one of, one of the songs on the new record, uh, I, I started writing those in 1984. So, you know, some, some of these are going back like 40 years and, uh, you know, we were finally trying to get these all like a, a good, a good, really listenable version of these songs. You know, I had like demos and all that over the years, but, the um, the, the new initial kick record finally, we, we feel like we got it right. What usually influences you to write a song? Um, I, I think I kind of do it a little like backwards from most people. Like they got a guitar in their hand and they come up with a cool uh, guitar riff and then they um, figure a, a vocal melody or, or a lyric that goes on top of that. I, I tend to kind of work backwards. Like I'll, I'll hear like a vocal hook, you know, in my head and, and something vocally will just stick with me. And, and, uh, and then I kind of figure out what chords work underneath it you know, to support that vocal melody. So it's a, it's a little backwards than I think most people do it, but uh, that's, that's my weird process. <laughs> I don't know how you guys can sit down and come up with words for these songs. Uh, when I try to 
lyrics, you know, write out lyrics. I, I hate everything, first off, that I write. <laughs> and then to put it together, how are you able to do that? I'm comedian David Race in Los Angeles. I host a celebrity-filled paranormal talk show like no other. Monstrosity has great guests answering weird questions. You won't believe the combo of celebrities and paranormal experts who've been on this show. I guarantee you'll like Monstrosity, or you get your time back. Go to monstrositypodcast.com right now and take a look. Well, you know, it's, sometimes it, it's, it takes some time, you know, it's, uh, it can be time consuming. Like I, I just mentioned before that one song where I wrote the verses like 40 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, almost 40 years ago. And then the, uh, the chorus came more like 10 years ago. And, and, uh, and, and, and the, and the pieces that you realize you're, you're kind of making the same statement with different pieces, you know, and then you can kind of, you know, Frankenstein monsters splice them together and, and then come up with the final song, you know, as, as long as thematically it works and, you know, the tempo is the same and all that, you, know, you can uh, do it like that. But um, yeah, the, the inspiration comes, uh, I, don't, I don't know where it, it comes from the ether, you know, and, and uh, I, I'm just so fortunate. I'm glad that uh, we come up with some, some catchy tunes, you know, with your catalog of music, why did you pick the songs you did for this album? Uh, that's that's a good question. Um, we, we had to do some narrowing down. Really, we we uh, we uh, we we picked what we thought would 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 be a good broad cross section to um, represent what we feel that this band, the Initial Kick, uh, represents. You know, and uh, it, it is kind of a, a broad selection of uh, you know. Not not many of the songs sound like each other. You know, there, there's right. a, a different thing going on with each one, uh, um, and and so much so that we had to really say, okay, well, this is this is what we want for the debut album. But like, we're actually already working on the second record as we speak. <laughs> you know, that's oh. that's in the works because there was way too much we couldn't even fit it all on. But we're like twelve. Okay, we're going to max out at twelve. I think more than that's even probably too much. I read an article recently where they said. Uh, eight songs is the number that's the number you want you know uh people have short attention spans you know and, and sometimes if you throw too much at them it, it almost it starts detracting in a way because they can't uh fully process it all you know so but we did go for 12 songs on this record and uh um and the next one's already in the works so because it's, it's definitely a one-two punch you know because there, there just wasn't enough space and we didn't want to clutter it up we, we didn't want to do like you know 16 songs or something like that that is way over the top so uh um get ready for the next one <laughs> okay now who picked sugar sugar oh that's funny well well, well frank and i picked that one we um and i, and I was it's funny because i wasn't exactly sure you know at first because it started off as more of like not not like a it was sort of a lark you know we were just kind of like what's you know what's just the poppiest bubblegum ever written and that's got to be it you know like sugar sugar by the arches right um and uh we uh and we, we just we were just doing it kind of as a recording experiment and and by you know just happenstance and whatever it turned out that it was like well this actually sounds really good you know and and then it went from like almost a joke to like okay we really love this now you know like and we're gonna put it on the record so that that's how that happened so you listened to it enough that it just kind of stuck right yeah yeah and uh 
Yeah, it's, it, it was fun too because we we had a. Uh, <laughs> I like the little bait and switch in the beginning. It starts out with the guitar riff from My Girl, you know, and so people are ready for My Girl, and, and then when the vocals kick in, it's sugar, sugar. So that, that was a, a kind of a that was a cheap trick to play on the audience. That was, but uh, it was it was fun doing it. I think it's good to find something that's fun to put on an album because music is supposed to be fun. Like, it yes. doesn't always have to be serious, you know. Just Amen, brother. Yeah. So, it, you know, and now you've got me walking around the house with that in my head. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. <laughs> the fun aspect is really like huge figures in with what we're trying to express on this album. You know, we, we really just did want people just to listen to it. You know, if a couple of songs stick in your head, then then that's great. You know, and and uh, we we tried to make it kind of hook oriented. You know, and and we're always thinking of live as well. You know, like you want you want a song that has a good like you know chant along uh, with the chorus kind of thing. And um and we think we accomplished that. And a couple of them, uh, uh, especially like I think uh, rock and roll saved my life. That's like you know, it's kind of like uh, our anthem. You know, I, I think it's uh, it's like our you know uh rock and roll all, all night by kiss or something like that you know it's it's a, it's a bit of an anthem and sing along but but the main thing like to to your point about just fun that's what we wanted to imbue this with you know not a lot of heavy you know there's not no big messages or anything you know but it, it really is just i think an album you can throw on and uh you know have a good time listening to and uh yeah if if, if people are, are just lifted a little bit you know uh, their spirit a little happier a little, little lighter, you know, take your, take your mind off the problems of the day, you know, that kind of thing. That's, that's what we were going for. Well, to be honest with you, and I don't want to make a big commentary out of it. It just seems like there's so much serious, seriousness going on in the world right now. It's oh, yeah. nice to have a little bit of fun. Yeah. Amen, my brother. <laughs> I want to try my best to keep those days alive. I don't know if Amen, it's- brother my old age and i'm nostalgic you know trying to keep a hold of my teenage years but i want to see that music of the 70s and 80s stay alive yeah well well, thank you for saying that and that's that's my feeling too i mean you know you know nothing against contemporary music but you know like i picked up a billboard magazine the other day and and i hadn't seen one in years literally you know so like i started flipping through flipping through flipping through i didn't recognize anybody you know now i don't know if that's yeah. more of a commentary on me and maybe i just don't have my finger on the pulse which uh, you know is kind of okay you know and th- there were there were times in my life when i might have been a little more concerned about uh, you know keeping up with trends and 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 that kind of thing trends in the music business but um at some point, you, you just you reach a point where you just say, you know what, I know what I like, and I like what I know, and and this is what I know, and 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 that's what the initial kick record really is. And it's speaking to your point about you know the old school music, uh, we we love it, you know, and and just everything from you know Mata Hoople, you know, uh, Ian Hunter, T Rex, David Bowie, you know, uh, Alice Cooper, Kiss, Hanoi Rocks, all all that, you know, those those are all the influences that drive drive us and. Uh, not much modern music is 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 really kicking around in our heads as much. So we were just like, well, let's let's do what we know and try to recapture, if not if not in the details, at least in the essence, you know, that feeling. Like like I said, late seventies, early eighties, uh, rock. That's just that's the rock and roll that's in our soul, and uh, we expressed it the best we could on this album. And hopefully, uh, people get a little bit of that vibe when they listen to it. You know, 
we were already killed off by grunge. Right. <laughs> and then, I hate when I kicked in. Oh my God. I had such a good time <laughs> yeah. in the eighties. I had such a good time in the eighties. And, the, and then that came along. I was like, Oh no. And I understand why, you know, everything yeah. kind of has to evolve or, or, or devolve or something, you know, but um, I had such a fun time in the eighties and uh, yeah, I wasn't real thrilled that there, there was some good stuff in the nineties, but it seemed like, um, you know, I liked it when rock stars were, you know, larger than life, you know, uh, you know, like Kiss, like Angel, like Alice Cooper, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, colorful characters, you know, and 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 it just seemed like grunge just was like, no, you know, no more of that. We're going to wear our, our flannel shirts and our our jeans and look like we just got done with our, you know, day job at the gas station or something. And that's that's the new look. I'm like, oh, really? You know, uh, why don't you just take all the fun out of it, you know? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I, I miss I miss the old days. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we're we're, try we're trying to recapture some of that vibe, and we hope hopefully we accomplish that on uh, the new record. What was your first concert? Uh, Meatloaf, Bad Out of Hell. Wow! It was uh, early early seventy eight, and uh, I guess I was fifteen, and uh, it was the original band. I mean, it was you know Jim Steinman and Carla Devito and all that, and they came through the Mid Hudson Civic Center, Poughkeepsie, New York, and. Uh, Wow, that blew me away. I made me a, a, a Steinman and Meatloaf fan for the rest of my life, you know. And uh, I did eventually get to meet both of them, so I was, I was thrilled, you know, about that. And uh, in my second concert, five days later, I just I figured this out last year. I was looking at some stubs. My uh, first concert was Meatloaf, the Bad Out of Hell tour, and five days later was Angel. So Angel was almost my first concert, and uh, Angel came through with the White Hot tour um, right after that. So. Uh, that th those were my big influences, I guess. Yeah. A lot of fun. That was <laughs> Who, who's your favorite bass player. Um, I mean, there, there, there's monster bass players out there that can just do stuff that I can't even touch, but then there's people who are more in my, you know, like, uh, in the realms of possibility. I mean, early, early influences for me was like Getty Lee from rush. Um, uh, Geezer Butler from Black Sabbath, you know, he was, he was great, is great, still is great. I just bought one of his Lakeland bases, uh, recently this last year. And, uh, Mark Mendoza from Twisted Sister does not get enough credit. Uh, Mark Mendoza is a monster and, uh, you wouldn't know it listening to some of the albums, you know, it's a lot of, you know, basic power chords and things in the background. But, um, I, I, I used to roadie for them when I was very young. I was getting into the clubs, like I was 17, you know, I was getting into the clubs and I was doing some, uh, local roadie work for a uh, twisted sister. And I got to know Mark and uh, just, just watching what he would do. He, he was an incredible, still is an incredible bass player. So yeah, I, I would say Mendoza and, uh, and geezer Butler and, and Getty Lee, those were probably my big three when I was in my teenage years. And, and to some degree, Felix Robinson too. He, he was like, uh, he, he was very good. And, and, you know, some of it you can hear in the albums, but he, he's much better than even what you hear. So um those are my guys. Yeah. Speaking of larger than life, colorful people. I mean, yeah, it, you know, when, when uh, Twisted was in the club days, you know, you just, just see Mark and Jay and D doing their thing, like five feet from you, you know, they were incredible. I, I, I would say D Snyder is probably one of the, I'd say he's the top five best front men ever, ever. You know, I, I mean, club days, I, I think something got lost when they actually made it and then they went to the big venues, but um uh, he, he, he could control a crowd and keep your attention like, like nobody. I mean, and, and not only would you see the, this, 
you know, these monster dudes on stage, you know, they're all like six foot, whatever, you know, like, and just, you know, sweating and, you know, screaming in your face and everything, but, you know, and playing this great bombastic, like catchy rock and roll, but, you know, he'd also make you laugh till you had tears in your eyes, you know, like the, the stuff they would come up with, uh, J and D going back and forth, uh, back in the club days. Um, man, they were, they were a lot of fun, taught me a lot. Really, you know, I'll tell you what they taught me a lot indirectly, probably unknowingly, but it was it was really great because, you know, had I been a roadie for say like Motley Crue or something like that, you know, it would have been you know you know womanizing you know pill pop and you know whiskey swilling you know just like every self destructive thing you could probably think of right. But when I was working for Twisted, I realized oh you can do this, you can you can play this like great powerful rock and roll and and put on this fantastic visual show, and and they were all like you know straight. You know, there was like no drugs, there was no, you know, and, and most of them were married at the time, you know, and uh, it just really showed me, oh, you can be a total professional and do this show. You don't have to be all those cliches and and do all that stuff. You know, you can, you can uh, keep your shit together and be a, a professional business person and do this great rock and roll. So that, that was a great life lesson at like 17 years old, you know, really they were, they were a, a big influence on me. Very big. Has there been an obstacle in your life that you've had to overcome? Wow. Um, God, I mean, there, there's, there's daily, daily obstacles, right? People's obstacles usually are themselves, you know? And I, and I think for, for a long time, um, I may have, you know, been in my own way a little too much, you know, like uh, overthinking things, you know, and uh, finally at this juncture in my life, I've, I've gotten to a, a, a place where I'm really uh, pretty comfortable in my own skin and and uh, enjoying what I'm doing. I mean, you know, even um, I've been a bass player my whole life. That's my, my main instrument. That's my main craft, you know, along with, you know, songwriting. Uh, but um, I think there's times when we almost you know, sort of speaking for myself, you know, you can feel like, uh, well, I can't do this. That's, that's something that, that other people do, you know, or like, you know, like in, uh, you know, even, even, um, singing, you know, cause for me, this is a bit of a lark, you know, I'm just kind of, uh, it's kind of a grand experiment. You know, I, I feel like I'm a, I'm, I'm a bass player masquerading as a singer, you know what I mean? But, but then it, it kind of came off well, you know, so we're happy, uh, with that. We, um, we we had auditioned a bunch of singers originally. I was going to play bass in the band and just, you know, we were going to have uh, somebody else sing. And uh, and there were a bunch of singers who were all much, much better than me. Uh, but uh, but the, I, I, we weren't hearing the personality that we wanted to hear in the songs. We weren't really hearing the 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 character that we wanted to to put in each of these songs because they all have a little bit of a sense of humor and there's a little bit of a, of a sideways kind of a, there's a snarl and an attitude, but it's still fun and it's supposed to be funny. And we weren't really hearing that we were hearing people reading off of a sheet of paper and all that. So eventually Frank was just like, Steve, why don't you just sing, you know? And I was like, okay, I'll try that, you know, because <laughs> up until now, all I do is sing, you know, background in bands. I was playing bass and singing background, right? So, you know, I, I think the message for me was just like, you know, don't wait too long, you know, to to just to get a little out of your depth, you know, a little out of your comfort zone and, and try something else, because that's the only way you can really expand, you know. And uh, and if I could go back, I would say, you know, speaking to obstacles, you know, I, I, again, probably my own obstacle, just mental, you know, right. Like in, uh, I probably should have tried singing uh, more sooner, you know, um, but better late than never. So. <laughs> You know, I'm I'm happy with what we're doing now, and uh, I'm I'm happy with where we're at right now. Do you guys have a website? 
Yeah, we do. It's uh, initialkick.net, not com, dot net. .net. Initialkick.net, and uh, that, that'll keep you up to date. And we, and we have a Facebook page as well. And uh, yeah, for anybody who wants to pick up the new record, if you haven't got it already, it's on uh, Amazon. You can get it there. If you like streaming, there's uh, we're on Spotify, YouTube Music, Amazon Music, iTunes, SoundCloud, Pandora, Deezer, and Tidal. <laughs> so wow. one of those should cover it. <laughs> <laughs> and you got all that out in one breath. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, yeah, so just tell Alexa or whoever is, you know, play me some initial kick and they'll hook you up. Are you guys going to tour? Yeah, we well, we were supposed to do a show for the record release party, which was at the Debonair uh, Music Hall up in Teaneck. Uh, that was on October 6th, but Frankie got COVID a couple days before, so we couldn't perform, but we uh, wound up just, you know, going there and saying hi and, you know, did, did more of a... Um, uh, album listening party rather than a, a live performance and uh, and that turned out great a lot of friends turned out uh you know stevie d who uh, mixed the uh, album he was amazing uh uh richie rano from stars he played on the album a bit um and uh, some guys from angel uh billy Arico, the drummer and uh, uh charlie cal played some keyboards on the album as well so like everybody who was a key player came out and celebrated with us. But um, that was going to be a, a live performance. But again, Frankie, Frankie got COVID right before their perfect timing. Um, so at this juncture, we're actually putting most of our focus on uh, the next record already. We're just, we're so psyched about doing this. And, and the first one turned out great. So we're like, let's get the rest of it because we couldn't fit it all on the first record. So we're trying to get the uh, second record worked on now. Um, but we will be doing shows in 2024. Is it going to be like this album? Or are you doing something different? Oh, yeah. No, it's going to be, it, it, if if you like this album, you're going to like the next one too. It, it's it's just, it's things we just couldn't fit at all on there, you know, and, and we're still writing more. So, um, yeah, if, if you like the first one, you're going to love the second one too. Well, Steve, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's really been a pleasure. Kyle, thank you for having me, man. It's really been a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Thank you for the support and all the love that we've been feeling. Uh, it uh, means a lot to us and keeps us going, doing what we're doing. Thanks, man. And I also want to thank all you folks out there. If you are new to the channel, well, I hope you'll come back. Hit that subscribe button and from our regulars. You guys are awesome because you make it possible for me to do this. And until the next one, everyone, please take care. Be kind to one another. God bless and peace. Peace.